0: Welcome to another episode of the Soul Mind Business Podcast. And this episode is going to be a little bit different than the ones we have done in the past, but it goes back to our original intentions. Our original intentions when we started this podcast four years ago was to tell business stories about people that had found their calling or their purpose or the why, whatever term you want to use, and then also kind of pull out simple truths that we find in each one of these stories. There are some bottom line principles or values or approaches that are based on simple truths. Now, this episode is going to be one that I found that's a testimony. Now, people say, okay, testimonies tend to to be a certain way, and we've all been involved in hearing people's testimonies, but the really good ones are based on simple truths. So, it's very similar to these stories that we're hearing on the, the business journeys or just life journeys, and this is one that I found that is a beautiful illustration of a very simple fundamental truth. Now, I've removed the last name and I've removed which church this has been been presented to or what kind of group. So just listen into this one and listen very closely to what is stressed, especially at the very end.
1: Uh, my name is Rebecca and these are my people, my family. Um, that is my husband, Scott, and my son, Tyler, and my daughters, Kate and Kylie. Alright, so I am um, just going to read my testimony. I feel, felt like that would be the easiest and best and quickest. Um, I was raised in a very conservative Christian home. I can remember asking Jesus into my heart when I was a very young girl. I went to a small Christian school since kindergarten. I knew I was a sinner. I knew Jesus died for me, and I accepted that I needed Jesus to save me. But I would say it was my brain knowing it and not really my heart. I was a very good girl growing up. Um, I was good at all the rules and behavior management of the conservative home and school culture that I was in. When I was 15, I met Scott in our church youth group, and we started dating, and when I was 17, starting my senior year of high school, I was pregnant. Um, It was hard, so very hard. And with the time constraints with this video, I definitely am not gonna go into that period, Um, but it was so hard and just despair. Um, But both our parents, while so upset, were truly pro-life, and they supported us, and they loved and adored Tyler so much. Um, It was so very hard, and I did find Jesus in my despair. I can remember listening to a lot of Christian music, and he would reveal himself to me in the music, and it would speak the truth that I needed to hear into my heart. I knew that I truly needed him. Scott and I got married uh, when Tyler was 18 months old. We were 19 and 21 years old. I can remember loving Tyler so much and wanting him to have a family, but I wasn't necessarily sure I loved Scott. Um, But I knew I loved Tyler and we got married. Uh, Scott quit going to school full time during the day and he got a full time job and went to school full-time at night. He worked multiple jobs and later also got his master's degree. I was a stay-at-home mom and I cleaned houses and office buildings. By age 23 and 25, we had three children. Um, Looking back, it kind of worked then because we were busy. Uh, We didn't see much of each other alone and we enjoyed the kids and we enjoyed parenting. From the outside, we looked like a happy family. We never verbally fought in front of the kids and mostly agreed on parenting styles. It was a quiet decline. We were more like roommates parenting children together. Over the years, it progressively got worse. Lots of hurts, lots of resentment. Um, The resentment and regret would weigh on me so heavily. There was a lot of darkness and a lot of despair in my heart. Um, Thankfully, God really protected our kids from it. I was very quiet in my anguish. Um, For us, it wasn't that we uh, didn't want to work it out. We did. Um, It wasn't from a lack of trying. We um, wanted it to work. We loved our kids. We didn't want them to have divorced parents. We went to multiple counselors for so many years. Um, We even had one say, I really don't know what else I can do or say for you. Um, It felt hopeless. The darkness and resentment was so deep rooted in my heart. and I know a lot of y'all remember this. We even renewed our vows at one point in church. And I really don't even know what to say about that other than we still didn't get it. Um, it, it wasn't long before I was resentful, bitter, and angry. And I really can't think of a time that I wasn't bogged down with bitterness towards Scott. Um, Then about two and a half years ago, Christian friends of ours gave Scott a book called Grace Walk by Steve McVeigh. It was about the end of November and by Christmas I did notice a positive change in Scott. I was so hardened that it actually angered me. Um, He kept asking me to read the book and that really ticked me off too. And I thought, I'm not reading that book. Um, And he did stop asking me. Uh, Our 20th anniversary was then the next month in January. And we would usually go out to dinner for our anniversary. We played the part every year and it was our 20th. I can remember how badly I did not want to go. By that point, I did not like doing anything with just him. The kids were a buffer. And I spent a lot of time being busy in our bonus room to distance myself from him. We went to dinner. He was so different. He was soft, easy, and kind, and I was irritated, bitter, and short. I can remember thinking when our youngest goes to college, we certainly will be divorced and I'll just make it till then. Then in March, I was up in that bonus room, keeping my distance as usual. I had missed the sermon, so I decided to listen to it since my small group discusses it every week. Jesus came and met me in that room that night. The sermon was from the series Jesus' Last Words called Father, Forgive Them from March 5th, 2017. It was the last five minutes that totally broke me. I finally got it. I didn't have to do anything. Jesus had already done it. It was radical forgiveness in my heart. All those years of trying to forgive, wanting to forgive, I experienced grace and then I did not have to do anything. Scott was sleeping, I went down and woke him up and told him how sorry I was and asked his forgiveness. It was the most crazy, beautiful, and amazing time and it was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It was such a sweet time. Uh, It was amazing to see how God was in every piece over a span of so many years. Um, we really think that if I had read the book when Scott asked me, I would have thought, well, he's changed. I guess I now have to figure out how to forgive him. And then I would keep trying like I always did. There's no more trying. There's no more need to try. When I find myself trying or thinking that I need to, I stop myself and think, just give me Jesus. Jesus. Now I don't even worry about forgiveness. I don't have to. It's Jesus that does the forgiving. I am overwhelmed by the grace given to me. It is Jesus. I remember another sermon from Don. He said a group had asked him to give them a word, a verse, a statement of encouragement. He said and told them, Jesus. And they came back and said, no, we a verse, a statement, give us something. And he said, Jesus, um, many people have asked us what's going on with you and Scott. You all are like newlyweds. And every time we are able to say, it's Jesus. For this retreat, I was asked to share how Jesus has conquered death in my life when I think about that. Anniversary dinner with Scott and the deep, dark despair that I was in, and our lives now, these past two years, I am overwhelmed. I was totally dead, and now I am alive because of Jesus, and it is so amazing. My heart is so full. So many things are so much sweeter and more dear now that Jesus has conquered death in my heart, and as sweet and dear. As everything has become nothing compares to knowing Jesus. I also think so much about the picture from another sermon that Don put on the screen called Hope. Of the blind woman uh, with the harp and only one string. Um, I love that image. <laughs> Jesus is my last string. He is everything. If I were to lose, all these things that have become so dear and so much sweeter because of Jesus. And I were cold, hungry, and naked. I would be okay. Jesus is my last dream. It is Jesus.
0: And this concludes another episode of the Soul of Business Podcast. I hope you have found this episode with Rebecca helpful. And you can find out more about what we're doing at soulmanabusinesspodcast dot com, or you can reach me directly at jd at circleofthepanda dot com. With this, I wish you all the best and peace to you.